The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on this Thursday. I'm Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. we got plenty to cover here on the show today. Lots of mystery and intrigue surrounding tonight's NBA draft, maybe more than we have seen in quite some time. A lot of different theories going around, a lot of different tweets. The odds have been changing significantly. It feels like every hour, Davis, uh, you know, certainly things are changing. So, I mean, where are you kind of at at this point? I I mean, you're going off, I mean, I guess Woj is tweeting things that, that feels like maybe there's a chance that we know where the direction is. I'm looking at the odds and seemingly those have changed as well. Are we certain as to what is going to happen tonight? Yeah, you know, we woke up this morning and there was a lot of line movement on Paolo Banchero to go number one overall. I uh, I was kind of DMing with one of my buddies who's a big sports better. He said some of them had gotten a hold of a report that the Magic really wanted Banchero at one. Uh, and then while having that conversation, Woj tweets that uh, Jabari Smith is going to go one, Chet Holmgren is going to go two, and Paolo Benchero is going to go three. The odds were uh, within the minute pulled off of every major sports book. You know, FanDuel takes them down, DraftKings takes them down, and they are relisted now. Uh, all at, I mean, you know, you you couldn't bet the you couldn't get ten bucks back on a million dollars at uh, at these odds. Just absolutely decimated the odds. So um, really, any bet you could have gotten would have been good, uh, you know, early this morning before that Woj tweet. Yeah, interesting to see. And who knows? I mean, uh, I know that the Orlando Magic's uh, general manager was interviewed and asked about Banchero and basically refused to answer any questions about him, which led to people thinking he would be number one. Interesting stuff. All right, let's get to our headlines here on the show. Uh, We'll get back to the draft. We've got a lot to cover with the draft today for sure. Uh, Colorado Avalanche, uh, last night, they uh, basically come back, force overtime, and then win. So they have a 3-1 series lead, and they can wrap up the series in Denver coming up later this week. The uh, Portland Trailblazers trade for Jeremy Grant ahead of tonight's NBA draft. Austin Hayes of the Baltimore Orioles hits for the cycle in just six innings and four at-bats. What a great game for him last night. And uh, Jabari Smith, as we said, Chad Holmgren, Pablo Banchero are the expected top three. So uh, we'll get back to the draft here in a second. Let's talk about the trade. And and by the way, there could be a lot of trades, it seems like, heading into tonight's draft. But uh, Jeremy Grant goes to Portland. Uh, What did you make of that? 
I mean, I think it's it's something that uh, his representation has wanted to have happen for a while. Uh, he is, uh, I believe, represented by Clutch, which is also right now um, trying to get OG and an OB traded away from uh, the Toronto Raptors for that seventh overall pick. I definitely would not do that if I was the Raptors. I mean, OG and an OB might be a guy who makes, uh, you know, an all defense team or whatever, but. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers need some defense. You know, if you're going to be playing the two small guards and Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard together, you probably need to have, I mean, you definitely need to have an above average defensive center and you need to have, you know, your, your Robert Covington types, which is theoretically what Jeremy Grant should be. Of course, remember the Portland Trailblazers traded away their Jeremy Grant types in Norman Powell and Robert Covington to the Clippers last season. So they're, they're having to kind of restock in that department and grant could put the ball on the floor a little bit he's a decent three-point shooter and I, I it's definitely much better than having to give up the seventh pick for him the big asset given away in this trade is the 2025 first round picks that they got from the milwaukee bucks just uh for you know if you're trying to do your your napkin math there Giannis is only going to be 29 in 2025 so i would not imagine that that bucks pick is going to be um you know a lottery pick or anything like that now, as far as the first 10 picks of the draft are concerned, then again, uh, you know, Smith, Holmgren, Banchero, assuming that is the case tonight. And we're going to get, you know, deeper into this as far as like certain picks. I know the number four overall pick is something we'll discuss coming up in about five minutes from now, potentially. I mean, I, I guess the 360 degree view of this, Davis, do you expect this to be a wild night? Do you think it'll be a calm night? Do you think that, you know, all of this discussion is a little bit overblown? It's like you never know what to expect going into one of these. You know, I think given that uh, kind of early in the draft, we have teams that don't feel that confident about what they want to do. I do think that we should see some trades pretty early on in the draft. For example, you know, Jaden Ivey, who's kind of the projected four pick. Um, you know, there there might be teams that are not picking it for that want him, one of them being right. the New York Knicks. So I, I do think we should see pretty wild. Also, the other thing influencing how wild this draft is, I mean – Truly, Sam Presti is is maybe the most powerful general manager in the NBA right now because there's a little wrinkle in the NBA's salary cap rule where if you have not used all your salary cap up by the night of the draft, it just goes away. The Thunder have, I believe, $26.5 million in salary cap right now. So if a team wants to do a salary dump with Oklahoma City, they kind of have to do it tonight. They could get the 12, they could deal the, the 12th pick. They could deal, I believe they have uh, a later pick and they have multiple second round picks. So I, I think we should be in for some fireworks tonight. All right. So we'll see. And we're going to cover that here on the show. Coming up, we're going to go over some of the potential players currently on NBA rosters that could be on the move. And then we'll have a deeper dive into some of the odds over on FanDuel for tonight's NBA draft. And we got some uh, fantasy reality and the Sports Grid 60, so stay on the grid for that. Davis and I are here every day, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, covering you on Fantasy Sports today on our tomorrow show. Of course, if you join us, we'll preview the NASCAR weekend with Jim Sanis, and also Gray Albright will be with us from Razzball. But we're off and running here on this Thursday. It is NBA Draft Night. We've got all the rumors, the news, the notes, the information, the sports betting odds, the fantasy impact as well. So stay on the grid. We'll have it all for you. Coming up next right here on FST Local Wait, wait. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. I'm Craig Nish along with Davis Maddock. It's NBA Draft Night. We have you covered on in-game live all access coming up later. Of course, Scott Farrell, 3 o'clock Eastern. I'll have some of it covered for you on Newswire. Uh, but Davis, let's go back to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, who uh, sent out this tweet earlier, essentially saying that the draft boards are locked and the first three picks are known. So what were your thoughts when you saw this earlier today? Well, my thoughts were that I was extremely, extremely lucky that I happened to have my betting app open as I read this tweet. I would guess my my time in between firing on Jabari Smith to go one, Chet Holmgren to go two, and Paolo Banchero to go three, uh, in between reading Woj's tweet and firing, my guess was it was probably 37 seconds, and I might be one of the last people in the continental United States who was able to get the good number. I mean, you know, you'd rather be lucky than good, right? And I was, I was actually kind of just thinking, like, I've been really lazy with betting the NBA draft. You know, when we do the NFL draft, I'm, I'm pounding the pavement. I'm reading <laughs> mock drafts. I'm reading, I'm reading these athletic articles. I, I want to get down as much money. I've just been really lazy. I hadn't bet the NBA draft up until this point, and I kind of figured it was too late. So I went to go look at the odds this morning and I was like, ah, you know, I don't, it's all kind of bet down. And then I read this right. and was lucky to get in. But I know that uh, amongst the sharper betting community, a lot of people had been betting Banchero to go one because there was mm-hmm. this, you know, kind of unsourced report that the magic wanted him. And uh, I mean, that's, it's, it's pretty, and I feel bad for those people because clearly, whoa, just like that's not happening. Although, I do think this is one of those things where, right, you know, there's been this source war between Woj and Shams. Imagine if Woj gets this one wrong. Imagine if this report is wrong, right? I mean, that would be, that would be, it would not be very good for Woj, I don't think. Yeah, I I, I would say that, you know, because I do this for baseball, I would say, Davis, that in, in all of sports, when it comes to trades and it comes to signings, I think those are very easily found out because you have so many different you know, people to go through. 
it's a little bit of a dangerous game with the draft, especially this early, because again, teams can get last minute reports on a player. Other teams could make trades. So I, I listen, I mean, he's the best in the business at what he does. There's no question, but for sure. I no always question. am very hesitant with drafts just because so much can happen. And by the way, Davis, who is to say that some team doesn't mortgage their entire future for number two, you know, like you never know how that can happen at the last minute. I've seen that happen in the NFL and, and major league baseball as well with players, you know, last minute, you can't sign a player. And then all of a sudden he slips five picks in the draft. I don't know. So better him than me on this one for sure. All right. Now, as far as players are concerned, that could be on the move and this could definitely shift fantasy for sure. Let's get into some of these names, Davis. Uh, Brogdon is a possibility to be on the move. Maybe Miles Turner, possibility of Russell, uh, Hayward. And then, you know, look, I mean, I don't know how anyone is going to take on Russell Westbrook's contract. I guess we have to put his name out there. Maybe John Wall, um, you know, and then naturally Kyrie Irving's name, although we haven't really heard much of Kyrie in the last 24 hours or so. So, uh, you know, someone's going to get traded tonight. It always works like that. What do you anticipate? You know, I, I would say probably Brogdon is the name that makes the most sense to be moved. We've been we've been hearing for a while that teams are interested in him. I mean, we kind of thought that he would actually be one of those guys that moves at the deadline and then the Pacers went the other way in acquiring Tyrese Halbert. Now they sold, you know, they sold Sabonis. Uh, but either way, I would expect the Pacers to be involved in a trade night because also their tanking efforts did not go as good as they thought. You know, they only ended up getting the sixth pick which is, which means, you know, I, I think everyone kind of agrees that the three guys who are really, really good in this draft are the top three, Jamari Smith, Chet Holmgren, and Banchero. Those are, and they're all big guys. They're all big guys who can put the ball on the floor a little bit, all big guys who can shoot a little bit, you know, basically the, the most, it's kind of the most scarce commodity in the NBA these mm -hmm. days is big guys who can shoot and are not going to kill you on defense. And then we get, uh, I mean, Craig, how many NBA drafts have you and I been through where, picks four through 10, someone always goes for a guard who's a little bit undersized, but can shoot, you know, put the ball on the floor. It's like, it's like, and I see a bunch of guys like this, right? I mean, you know, we have Jaden Ivey, who's kind of the prototypical, right? Six, four, 200 pounds, but you know, just a, a quick guard who is going to score a lot. And then Keegan Murray, I, I think he is kind of interesting. Um, Cause he seems to me like a guy who doesn't necessarily fit the modern day NBA as much. He's a, you know, a late bloomer was un, was like an unranked prospect coming out mm -hmm. uh, is a little bit older, you know, only six, eight. So he's probably not going to be able to play center at the NBA level. Um, and, and so I'm looking at these teams that are picking there, the Kings, the Pistons, the Pacers. And I'm like, yeah, it would make a lot of sense if someone wants to trade up for those guys to trade back. And I think the the pretty obvious one is, the Knicks just want to make a move. I mean, how desperate are the Knicks if they're considering, you know, leveraging their future, giving up quickly or something like that to get Kyrie Irving? It would make more sense to me if I'm the New York Knicks to say, let's not let's not do this whole Kyrie thing. Let's make a move that at least doesn't kill our salary cap sheet so we can pay some of these guys. You know, Obi Toppin's going to be coming up for an extension. Right. Julius Randle's making a lot of money. Um, so I, I, I'm looking at that number four pick with the Kings and saying – I, I, I do not think they're going to take Jaden Ivey. I, I think that pick gets traded. All right, so uh, let's dive into that now. There are certain picks that have been rumored to potentially be on the move. And uh, as Davis just mentioned, the Kings pick four. So we'll see if that ends up happening tonight. The Pacers you alluded to would pick at six. 
very clearly at this point. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers are far from done making moves. Hornets don't even have a coach. Uh, they pick 13 and 15. Uh, and then 18 is the Hawks. And then you get to 23 at that point. I don't know, Davis. It's a guessing game. You know, back, back in my day, you know, old man yelling at the cloud, Davis, um, you know, you could go all the way through the first round in the 90s and 2000s and really pick up some significant contributors to your team. It's amazing to me how the NBA draft where, you know, the second round is like an afterthought at this point. It's just like, right. who cares? Um, but you know, used to go back in the day, you could go all the way through the first very easily. And now I look in the 23rd pick Sixers. I'm like, ah, that, pro- that guy may not even be anything. It's like the first 10, 15 picks, real shot. And then I'm curious how things get handled after that. Well, what's so different now about the NBA draft versus when, you know, would have been when, you know, the, the basketball was in its peak is what happens now is the team's picking in the lottery. It's all about tools, right? So I want a young guy. I want a guy who's probably only played one or two years. And I want a guy who has all the physical tools, but maybe doesn't have the skill set yet, right? Maybe he's not a great shooter yet. Maybe needs to really work on defense. But we actually, I mean, we do kind of get some steals in the back half of the draft because that's where the older guys go. Uh, the, the example is like a great example, Brandon Clark, uh, you know, the, the guy for Memphis. I, he was the 23rd pick for Memphis. They actually traded up one spot to get him where it's like, guy's never going to be a star. He's never, he's never going to score 20 points a game. But he, I mean, immediately as a rookie, fit into their rotation and was, you know, a key part of their rotation in that series against the Warriors where they really pushed them. And I, I think we're going to see some of that in this draft as well. You know, some of the guys who are going a little bit later, like uh, EJ Liddell, the Ohio State mm-hmm. forward, he would be one of them, uh, Christian Coloco from Arizona. Like these are guys who are probably not going to be starters immediately and maybe maybe will never be starters, but will be good rotation pieces. Where like a guy like EJ Liddell – I mean, five years ago, he might have been a top 10 pick, but he just doesn't, you know, he's just not going to be that much of a difference maker. So it's all about the tools at the top of the draft. Yeah. All right. Very interesting dynamic uh, tonight. Of course, we'll cover this for you throughout the day here on a sports grid. And then the betting perspective is really interesting. And both uh, on FanDuel and DraftKings, so many different proposition bets and odds to go over. So we thought we would do that for you here on the show today and go over some of the potential picks, maybe even after the first handful of picks at four, five, and six. So we'll touch on that next. Then we've got Fantasy or Reality and the Sports Grid 60, and uh, then the early line takeover. I'll be right back here with you at 2 o'clock Eastern for a full breakdown of tonight's draft as well, as long as our uh, contributors as well from Legal Sports Report and the Sporting News, no doubt. So stay on the grid. Craig and David, back with you in just a few minutes. More NBA draft coverage right here on Fantasy Sports Today. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. For those of you thinking about playing the NBA draft tonight in terms of sports wagering, you've come to the right place. This is Sports Grid, Craig Mish and Davis Maddock. We're going to go over some potential propositions for tonight. Of course, these are courtesy, the odds are, of DraftKings. And Davis, I think that when you're playing these, there's a real opportunity here. And, and I'm not saying that we can get an edge one way or the other, knowing based on tweets or information. Um but a lot of these picks are not in the first five, so you kind of got to guess right here. But if you do your homework enough and learn about what the teams need, maybe there's a chance that you can nail a few of these. And again, uh, looking at the odds here on DraftKings, there's like an eight to one and a ten to one. It seems plausible that someone's going to hit it big tonight. Yeah, I mean, if you are able to read the tea leaves correctly, I think there's obviously a lot of opportunity to profit. The the big thing that you are going to get value on is if you correctly predict a trade where if you're like, you know, it makes sense for team X to trade this asset to team Y and then move up to, you know, pick, you know, X, Y, and Z in the draft. And we already, we already touched on one a little bit with the New York Knicks, but that is definitely one of the angles that I am trying to take to because what, and then again, you know, if that trade happens, well, then the rest of the draft gets shaken up, right? Because the market, the market is being made based on the 30 picks that exist right now in the order that they are, you know, laid out in. And then as soon as a, a trade happens, the whole, the rest, everything after is effect, you know, butterfly effect. Yeah. All right. So let's take a look and we'll start with the Knicks here with the first overall pick that the Knicks are taking in this draft. And the odds state that AJ Griffin can be had at four to one, Johnny Davis at four and a half to one, uh, Malachi Brandom is five to one. And then Jaden Ivey is eight to one here. So uh, your best guess here. So the Knicks right now are picking at 11. The guys who are projected to be there at 11, Jeremy Sochan, Jalen Duran, Johnny Davis, Mark Williams. The problem with this selection for the Knicks is they don't really need another big guy, right? Adding another big guy to this rotation would uh, you know just make them play even bigger. Tibbs is like, you know, probably doesn't, probably wants to bring Taj Gibson back, Obi Toppin, Julius Randle, Nerlens Noel, Mitchell Robinson. Like they, they already have good big guys. That's not really the problem with their rotation. Their big guys can, can score in Obi Toppin and in Julius Randle. And then in Nerlens, they have, and Mitchell Robinson, they have these great defenders. I mean, honestly, if it was up to me, like Mitchell Robinson would just be starting. Julius Randle would be playing for a different team. So I think that's why. Uh, the AJ Griffin pick specifically doesn't make a ton of sense. You know, AJ Griffin is just an, uh, you know, he's kind of like a wing power forward hybrid type guy. And they also, I mean, they have how many guys like this have the Knicks taken over the years? I mean, seriously, like RJ Barrett and Kevin Knox, like they, they, they just feels like they cycle through these guys. 
So at the end of the day, what makes the most sense to me is the Knicks finding a way to trade up to four or five using one of those guys, you know, using Mitchell Robinson, using um, probably not Obi Toppin, but maybe to get up to four where the Kings are, are picking and take Jaden Ivey. And given that, you know, the, the Ivy trade is priced in, you're getting him at eight to one. That is the maneuver that I think makes the most sense. All right, so that's the story with the Knicks. Now, the other team that definitely has some very big questions as far as who they're going to be taking are the Cleveland Cavaliers. Basically, a lot of bunched-up odds here for uh, their potential pick tonight. So let's take a look at them over on DraftKings. And we'll start off with Okai Agbaji. Did I get that right? I don't know. There you go. You got it. Yeah. Uh, Osumani Dieng, plus 350. Malachi Branham, there he is again at plus four fifty, and then Jalen Williams at seven to one. So of, of all the odds that we're going to go over here, um, you know, I, I feel like these are the most bunched up. It basically coin flips here. So let's flip that coin. What do you think? So this one again is pretty interesting because the Cavaliers, I, I would say, they don't really have a, a clear need. You know, they have they have their big guys in Mobley and Jared Allen. That you were just talking about the Knicks. I mean, the Cavs have like nine guys. They play on the wing. You know, they have Chetty Osman and Isaac Okor and like all these guys. And then they're, I think their guards are are pretty set. You know, I mean, Darius Garland is going to be their primary ball handler from now until forever. So I think the biggest thing with the Cavs is they don't have to draft for a positional fit or a positional need. So I don't think you can rule out any of these guys based on the position that they play. You know, they're just looking to acquire a guy who can actually make their rotation. Um, Agbaji is the guy who I, I'm just like really high on because again, we're talking about drafting the tools and Agbaji is uh, a super toolsy guy. Um, you know, and also he is a little bit older. He's 22 years old. He can guard multiple positions and he can shoot threes, but he's not like a, you know, it's guy's not like Clay Thompson. He, he's not knocking them down. And then Diang is also interesting because he is one of the, uh, European prospects in this draft. Mm -hmm. So we just, we, we just know a little bit less about guys like this. He's actually from, uh, New Zealand. And I think he's a super high upside prospect. So that is, is again, I, I would, I don't mind throwing like a sprinkle here, but I also wonder if he's one of those guys who a team trades up for, right? Cause we're talking about, it's all about the athleticism. It's all about the tools. Can we make this guy into a three and D type guy? Um, so I, I, I think uh, a little sprinkle there and then I don't really have an opinion on on the other two guys. In general, the deeper odds for these later round selections, you know, once we get past ten or so, I just think sprinkling right. on guys who are six to one, seven to one feels like uh, best practices. It does make a lot of sense for sure. All right, uh, Chicago Bulls first pick, and uh, you know, certainly the Bulls are up against it this year. Davis, they had a great start to last year, and then uh, I mean, completely fell flat. So I mean, are they looking for picks? Are they looking for players? Jalen Williams at five to one. We have Tari Eason at six to one. Nikola Jovic is eight to one. And then Mark Williams is eight to one. Bulls have to really get it going, Davis. I mean, it's one of those things where you show so much promise and fall flat. Uh, you don't really get another year to, you know, sort of uh, stand pat. So what do you think they do? So I think probably the uh, the most interesting angle here is that the Bulls feel like a pretty big favorite to trade this pick because they're another team that has gone all in on competing right now. You know, they're paying all the where they're paying all this money to Vucevic to DeMar. Like they, like their, their cap sheet is totally stuffed. 
and they're only like they're not going to be able to make major moves in free agency as a result of their cap sheet being so big so they have to absorb guys in or dollar match and so i wonder if um you know the the utah jazz you know trying to move don trying to move rudy i wonder if the pacers trying to move brogdon i wonder if this is a spot i and and the bulls uh, according to reports have been active in these trade conversations, you know, um, uh, now I, they've been active in the sense of we're hearing reports that they don't want to trade Patrick Williams, who is like the only three and D guy they have on the roster, mm-hmm. he, which, and he's not even really been that good, but again, just because he's kind of that archetypical guy that you need to have to win a championship. I mean, look at the Boston Celtics, look at the golden state warriors, their rosters absolutely crammed full of guys who were like six, seven, 210 pounds who can dribble a little bit who can shoot a little bit. I mean, it's just, just, it's what you need. So, so looking at that, you know, I do wonder if Jalen Williams might be a little bit interesting to them just because they need someone like that. Six, six, 210 pounds, two way player. Whereas I don't, I don't feel like Jovic is the direction that they would go in. Right. He's just, he's just a seven foot tall center. Like what, what are the, what do the bulls need with the seven foot center? Um, at this point. So I think probably, I, I do think Jalen Williams is pretty interesting. And uh, I would also probably discount the 7-2 Mark Williams uh, from this selection. So I think just betting on wings to go to the Bulls, okay. you know, just any any wing player seems good there. All right, let's close it out with the number four overall pick. And the odds basically are really in favor of Jaden Ivey being there at four and being selected at minus 175. We also have Keegan Murray at plus 145, and Shaden Sharp is 13-1 to 1 with the fourth overall pick, Davis. Is there any value here? This is the biggest favorite we've gone over thus far. You know what? I, I, got, I got Sharp as the bet here because he is the biggest question mark of this entire draft. He was like the, uh, I, I believe, the number one overall um, high school prospect, and he did not play at Kentucky. So he, he just, he, he, he committed to Kentucky and he was like, you know what? I'm good. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to play. So we, we have not seen any of him in a year. He is a good shooter, super athletic. He's a good defensive player for a guard. You know, he is six foot five as a guard. He can put the ball on the floor. Like he can do all of these things. And so I do wonder if again, you know, we're just culminating this whole conversation and drafting traits, not necessarily production, I wonder if one of these teams, and it could even be the Kings, right? How funny would it be for the Kings to take the non-consensus guard just because, I mean, that's what the Kings do. The King, like the Kings are, I, I would say, the biggest wild card team in the NBA in terms of what they're going to do in the draft, right? You know, they're, they're the same team that, uh, that took Jimmer Fredette, like a 5'8 guard in, in the top 10. You know, they don't care. They're just there. Or the alternative would be one of the teams picking behind them just falling in love, right? The Pelicans falling in love, the Spurs falling in love, the Washington Wizards totally falling in love with Shaden Sharp. So I, I think at 13 to one, those odds are, are too good to pass up. All right, we have one more. Let's let's get this real quick. We got about 30 seconds to go. Number five overall pick, courtesy of DraftKings. Keegan Murray is the favorite at plus 130. And uh, there's some other names on here as well. Daniels is at the bottom. Uh, 30 seconds, Davis. Uh, anything you like here or you, or you want to pass? What do you got? Um, I mean, I would, I would just leverage that it, it, depending on the bet you make with four. If you bet sharp at four, I would bet Ivy at five is, is how I would handle that. All right. Fair enough. That's our NBA draft coverage for today here on fantasy sports today, but make no mistake about it. 
Coming up 2 o'clock Eastern on Newswire, we will rehash everything, go over the latest odds that are constantly changing as the draft now is less than nine hours away from starting tonight. We'll have it covered for you right here on Sports Grid. We'll be back with Fantasy Reality next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If you're on Twitter, you want to follow us at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV for the latest news, notes, information, picks against the spread. Not to mention, if you have a question for us, fantasy or reality, just hit us up at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid TV. Ask us the question, hashtag fantasy or reality, and maybe we will answer your question right here on the show before we get to fantasy or reality, though, here today. Davis, uh, kind of a sad passing yesterday. Not kind of, it definitely was a sad passing yesterday. Uh, Former nose tackle for the Baltimore Ravens and Colts, uh, Tony Siragusa passes away. I know, Davis, that most people remember him maybe even more as a broadcaster standing in the end zone uh, for Fox. But uh, one of the Super Bowls that he played in, I covered and played in a lot of celebrity golf tournaments that I had been to through the years. And uh, certainly, I think will be probably remembered more for his broadcasting and just kind of the character that he was. But he was a really good player as well. And on those unbelievable Ravens defensive teams, he was a big part of them. Yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, I definitely do remember him more as a broadcaster, the sideline reporter for Fox. Uh, I mean, that was also when I was watching a lot of uh, watching a lot of broadcast NFL games and Mm -hmm. not watching Red Zone was when Siragusa was on the sidelines. I, I have like some very vague memories of him being a Baltimore Raven. Of course, he was on. Uh, pretty much the greatest defense in the modern era, that mm-hmm. Ravens team that won the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't really think anyone else has approximated what the the uh, the uh, they didn't have a cool nickname, did they? Those uh, those Ravens defenses no, normally no, normally when a defense is that good, you get a cool nickname. They they didn't really have one though. But yeah, I mean, I definitely do remember that uh, that 2001 Ravens defense was just like you just could not do anything against those no. guys. So definitely definitely some sad news. 
Yeah, no offense, but unbelievable defense on that team for sure. All right, time for some fantasy or reality. All right, Davis, this offseason, the New York Yankees were trying to extend Aaron Judge, offering him, I believe, upwards, if I'm not mistaken, of close to $300 million in a contract extension. In fact, the general manager of the Yankees, Brian Cashman, made some of those discussions public, which you almost never hear to sort of quell the fan base that they tried. Um, he did not sign, and he's going to be a free agent after the season. And as of right now, based on results, Davis, I mean, is there going to be a higher paid free agent this offseason? I'm not really sure. So I don't know if this is a difficult question or an easy one. Fantasy reality, Aaron Judge made the right decision to bet on himself, passing on a close to $300 million extension and banking on, I guess, would be close to a $400 million if I had to guess right now. So, I mean, this is this is clearly, guy has to be a reality. Right now, Aaron Judge, 294 plate appearances, 27 home runs, a career-high 361 ISO, a weighted on-base average of 400. And I've always been uh, an Aaron Judge guy. I've always I've always liked him and, and, and Stanton, both of those guys. I, I just have always liked them for fantasy baseball. But, I, I mean, I think clearly he, the, the answer is a reality. So these are the guys who make more than $300,000 over the annual value of their contract in Major League Baseball. Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Lindor, Tatis, Harper, Stanton, hilariously Corey Seager how funny is that the Corey Seager is is on that list and then Manny Machado my guess is next year when you go refresh Spotrack for MLB salary rankings the name atop is not going to be Mike Trout but it is going to be Aaron Judge could be the Dodgers could be the Mets could be the Yankees maybe the Rangers maybe the Rangers say we tried to spend but we didn't spend enough half a billion dollars for the right to have Aaron Judge, you know, designated hitter play left field for them. I, I got I got reality here. I think Aaron Judge is on board to sign the most lucrative contract in North American sports history. So I got I got reality here. Yeah, don't discount the Cubs. Don't discount the San Francisco Cubs. Giants either. I think those two teams could be in the mix for Judge. Yes, clear reality here. Betting on himself was the right move. And, you know, certainly the one thing that could stop this, I suppose, if you if you came up with something, would be an injury. And Judge has not been a stranger to injuries, but whatever he has done in the offseason has kept him on the field and has kept him healthy. The Yankees seemingly have been rotating designated hitter in the outfield, so that he's done a good job with as well. And the other part of this, too, is that we haven't even gotten to the postseason discussion. What happens if Judge blows up this, off, this uh, postseason, too, and helps the Yankees get to or even win a World Series? Uh, no question. This is this is an easy reality. He bet up betting on himself to date as of June twenty third ended up working. No question. All right, Sean McVay gets another accolade. He's basically going into the what the Miami, Ohio Hall of Fame, essentially. McVay, another great coach from that institution at Miami, Ohio. They've had some phenomenal uh, coaches through the years. And so we thought we would ask the question here, Davis, based on the results. And based on some of those coaches and some good players too, uh, fantasy reality, Miami, Ohio produces the best football coaches. Is this fantasy or reality? Uh, I mean, I'd have to go, I'd have to really dig into the, uh, the crevices of football history to find the answer to this question. I, I would say 
for me, the answer is going to be no. I'm going to say I'm going to say the answer is fantasy here because I am I am most partial to the uh, you know the air raid, the spread offense, and all of that did not come from Miami of Ohio. But at, and funnily enough, it actually started at uh, at Kentucky Wesleyan and then moved on from there. Now I guess I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that these guys are the best at winning games, but the best at designing offenses to score points because you know those are those are different things and like McVeigh has clear holes in his game as well you know McVeigh is a really good offensive coach designs these great running plays and things like that but he is one of the worst coaches in terms of adding win expectancy with like fourth down decisions he punts too often he kicks too often Cliff Kingsbury same thing Cliff has designed all these great offenses and then you go on the other direction Kyle Shanahan is, is 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 great at designing all these plays and everything, but he does the same. And then for me, the best coach in the NFL is probably Staley uh, of the Los Angeles Chargers. But they missed the playoffs last year because of those right. aggressive decisions. Which it, you know, it just it's so it just goes to show that uh, you kind of have to marry it all. And that's why coordinators are so important in the NFL, right? Like if you have a if you're a great head coach, and this is the Patriots, I I think are going to learn that this season with Bill Belichick, maybe the greatest coach in the history of football, but they might have Joe judge calling the plays on offense. I, I don't think that it's going to work out very well for them, but I, I think this statement is just too grand. I think the conversation is too broad. So I, I got to go, I got to go uh, uh, fantasy here. Yeah, I'll go fantasy too, but I, but I think that it's worth a debate and, and it's worth an investigation because some of the names from, I, I believe they call it the cradle of coaches uh, who have been at Miami, Ohio. I mean, Paul Brown, I know this goes back a million years, but Paul Brown was there. Um, you know, certainly one of the great coaches of all time with the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, John Harbaugh was a coach at Miami, Ohio. So now you have Sean McVay. Um, I think Parsegian, the former head coach at Notre Dame, is also in the cradle of coaches as well. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's, it's worth a conversation and worth doing a deeper dive. Uh, but I, I, would, I would think that there's probably some other school that that has produced more but historically speaking you're talking about Woody Hayes too that's another one from Ohio State that's a great coach um obviously awesome best ever I don't know I'm gonna say fantasy I'm gonna agree with you Davis I feel like if we did one of these you know three-hour dives into you know Oklahoma coaches of all time USC coaches from the past um you know who came out of their tree I think that we would would find um something better but either way really impressive impressive list for sure cradle of coaches is what they call it all right finally um the uh the gorillas have a new uh, track coming out here davis um you know again this is like you know current music here it's really hard for me because i'm not i don't have the familiarity with it so um we're gonna get into them here a little bit maybe you care to expand on this uh fantasy reality you know more than one song by the gorillas and obviously you know this is a group that's very popular there's no doubt about that but for me um you know just because they're having a uh thundercat pair up doesn't really move the needle for me so you're gonna have to answer this one for me see this does move the needle for me because i love thundercat and i um so so the rapper who is in the gorillas i i don't actually know the name of the of the guys who play the musical i think maybe david byrne uh plays uh, the guitar for them or something but the right. the rapper who does you know who does the the male vocalizations on gorilla songs um is deltron who has the greatest concept album 
of all time. Deltron 3030, greatest hip-hop concept album of all time. And then before that, he was in a group of San Francisco rappers called People Under the Stairs. Like, like really uh, foundational music for me because their music was in a bunch of skateboarding videos when I was a kid. So like when I was like 10, 11, 12, I was watching all these skateboarding videos and all his music was in there. And so he was just like this underground rapper who got recruited to do this big commercial music product, right? Everyone knows uh, what, what's, I don't even know the name of the song. Happy, the, the big gorilla song. Someone's got to know it. Feel, feel good ink. There we go. So the big gorilla song. And then the other one that I know is Dirty Harry because it's got, it's got really cool vocalizations in it. And it's been used in like a million movies uh, because the, the music and the vocalizations are so cool. So I, I know at least two. Um, so that is a, that is a reality for me. And I've always, I've always kind of liked them because a rapper I really like is in the group. Yeah, fantasy for me, unfortunately, the one song that you just mentioned, I do know it. I'm not going to say that I don't because I do very familiar with it, but that's it. That's all I got. You know, for me, just not on my playlist, Davis, you know, podcast playlist, iTunes playlist, uh, nothing against new school hip hop or rap or anything like that. But I just didn't make it into this decade as far as that is concerned. So sadly, this is going to be fantasy for me. Um can ask you here at the end of this now that we're doing some pop culture and we have a minute or two i did watch the finale of uh obi-wan kenobi where sports and star wars merge here on fantasy sports today and um i i think you're probably right we talked about this off the air yesterday but we didn't bring it on the air because i hadn't seen the episode and i don't want to ruin it for anyone but it, it feels incomplete, right? It does feel like they're moving on to something else. They're going to have to create a story within the story, clearly. I mean, something that we don't know is going to have to be created out of this. But I, I feel like it will move on. Well, spoiler alert, anyone, if you have not watched the Kenobi finale, plug your ears, close your eyes for, for the next 30 seconds. So this character that they created for this show, the third sister, the, the Inquisitor, yes. Reva, absolutely hate that her storyline did not end here she needed she needed to die in this final episode right for me for me as a fan doesn't necessarily mean that whatever they end up doing with her might not be good um and i think that's what they've done with this show i think that i think that she was originally intended to die originally intended to be I thought the, she did. the villain here no she's so so at the end she's alive she's no i know but i thought that she right. did the episode before that was it exactly Right, exactly. So, so I think that is the you know the re-edit that they did, and I'm I'm not a fan of the decision overall. You know, I'll give it I'll give it a B. It certainly was not bad. You know, I really enjoyed seeing Hayden and Ewan on the uh, the screen together, but uh, not not the show I would have made for sure. So, so of the three between the Mandalorian, uh, Boba Fett, and this one, Mandalorian probably the best, right? Of all three. Yeah, I got I got Mando, Kenobi, Boba Fett. Um, yeah, that, that's how I got him. Yeah. The Boba Fett started real strong. And then there were like three episodes that were just like so slow, hard to watch too. I got him in the same order. All right. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back with the sports grid 60. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Lots of afternoon baseball about to start. In fact, some really early games today in Major League Baseball. You may wonder why. Are they starting at 1210 and 1230? Uh, A lot of kids camp days around the country uh, at Major League Baseball parks. Kind of a cool day to see all the kids at the ballpark today. But I won't be there. I'll be with you uh, here on Newswire at 2 o'clock Eastern. So let's turn it over to Davis as we wrap up today's show with the Sports Grid 60. So, of course, it is NBA draft season. We have trade rumors flying left, right, and center. And, um, you know, for for this entire rebuilding window of Oklahoma City, I haven't really cared what they've done. Guys in, guys out, it doesn't matter. But one of the names that is being bandied about right now is my guy, Lou Gensdort. Uh, Trailblazers want him. The New York Knicks want him. There are multiple teams that want him. I cannot abide by this, Craig. Trade anyone but him. I cannot, I cannot be doing this. I cannot get attached to these incredible, uh, you know, he was an, he was a, an undrafted free agent that Oklahoma city has molded into this three and D guy. I cannot, I cannot have this. I cannot have them trading Lou Dort before he gets the chance to, you know, make it into a playoff game. Yeah. We'll recap the draft tomorrow here on the show. All right. As part of this investigation into Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, Uh, one of the transcripts that has been released is that uh, the owner of the team, Dan Snyder, uh, used to take uh, milk and put it into a suite of a different owner, the owner of the Washington Nationals in Major League Baseball, and let it sit for days so it would be sour and smell bad when he went in there to represent a bad deal. What does this all mean? I don't really know, but I would tell you this, that people who have too much money think they can basically do whatever they want. And this definitely seems to be the case with this Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders. Yikes. That'll do it for the show today. Thanks again to everybody at LTN, our graphics department, Danny and Ryan. And for my producer, Brett Levy and co-host Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and have a good lunch. And I'll see you back here at 2 o'clock Eastern for Newswire. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 